We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up? Samus Fandiari here. I got a special guest sitting in for Andy today. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Ant Wright. Ant, how you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Always good. How would we introduce you to someone who's not familiar with your work across um, the uh, Everything mediums? college basketball, it's, it's funny how like the college basketball and the NBA world are like two separate entities. Yep. Um, and like, I found a way to kind of tap into high school, college and NBA, mm-hmm. uh, with, with the, uh, with the NBA draft stuff. Cause you follow these kids from when they're some in middle school, all the way through high school and then in the college or they go at night or they go overseas for a little bit, then they hit the draft. And then you want to see what they're doing the first few years in the league. And then you just, right. you know, so. Um, just, con- just content creator. I create as much con- content as, po- as possible around the game. And, uh, for those who don't know, you're, you're a Michigan guy. That's kind of, it's kind of where, where, where you and I connected. And it's actually funny. You were, you were on the show a couple of years ago saying Jordan pool breakout. You were correct. He did have a breakout, um, had an amazing 2021, 2022 season, this last year, a little tumultuous. And so I figured, you know, for the for the person who called the shot with Jordan Poole, you're, you're the perfect person to discuss him going forward. So I kind of want to start there. Like, you're someone who's seen him since high school and pretty much – and definitely at college. Yeah. What are your thoughts on where he's at with the Warriors right now? Because they gave him – okay, everyone knows the punch. He got the huge contract. And this year – the playoffs are disappointing. There's no way around that. I, I think he did a lot of good things this season, but you didn't really get the step you thought you were going to get based off of the year prior. Right. Um, didn't start off great, as you said. The whole punch and all that went down. Um, but I try to look at you know, different factors. Right. I got to put things into context. Um, I think in the 26 games that Steph was out, you know, he put up 26 and five efficient and the team was 14 and 12. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think that 
Um, I don't look, 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 I'm not saying that he's future MVP caliber. I'm not saying that, but it just feels like, and then you've seen me say this before, mm-hmm. I just think he's outgrown whatever role that he needs to be in uh, with the Warriors. Um, and I'm not sure how they can fix that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I look at it is like, so, okay, the, the shooting numbers are what they are. He definitely didn't shoot as well as he did prior from deep. Uh, but on the flip side, when he started next to Steph Curry, averaged, I got right in front of me, 23 and four, shot 30, almost 38% from three, 46% from the field, generally in line with what he did the year prior, which got him, you know, all the money. Um, and I do wonder, like, is this really a role thing or is this just a mentality thing? Because, like, he said so many times this year, like, it's a lot easier when you can uh, when you when you play for extended stretches and you can catch a rhythm. Kind of, you know, insinuating uh, it's it's tough when you're coming off the bench. You come off the bench, some games you're four for six, other games you're zero oh for six. You know, you can't really catch a rhythm type of thing. You let me play 35, 36 minutes, the numbers will come. Yeah, um, and I would say that different players approach the game in a different way. So like someone like Jordan, he is someone who needs touches. He needs to touch the ball throughout the game, whether he shoots it or not. He just needs to feel the basketball. Right. Clay Thompson is completely opposite where he can do well off of less touches. Like he can not touch the ball for one or two minutes and they hit the next three shots. So I think that, you know, he's someone who needs that rhythm. He needs to go right. He needs to, he needs to play a long time. He needs to get that sweat going. He needs to play through mistakes. And then he needs to know that, Hey, I can make a couple mistakes and everybody around me is completely fine with that because they because they also know the upside. Yeah. So when you when you say he's outgrown, it, it just feels like the he's not really comfortable being in, in the six man role going forward anymore. It's like he needs to start. So you know, Monty Pool. The Warriors have been saying they want to keep him. It's hard to tell if that's just a leverage player. That's the truth. The reality is he's the only guy they've developed. Right. With like upside yet, like I, I still think Kuminga is going to be a player. Uh, Moses Moody obviously had nice playoffs, but like none of them have done anything Jordan's done to this date. Um, if he was to stay with the Warriors, is like the only solution to this situation. Like someone is going to have to swallow their pride and pull the Andre Godala and come off the bench, and he has to start. Is that is that 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 really the only way we can kind of move? I forward? think so. Or you or you move from him i just think it's a um it's a very smaller it's very small example smaller example because like what happened with okc was so extreme having all those guys kind of peaking all at the same time and there was just no room for everyone then they had to move harden um like you know is pool that hardened that kind of needs to just reset somewhere else and be a number two one in on a, a decent team or be the lead guard next to a high scoring two. Like, is that what needs to happen here? I'm not sure. Let me, let me ask you this. Okay. What do you think his ideal role is at this point? Because the Warriors have played him uh, at the two next to Steph and they don't really run. I mean, it's, it's a motion based offense like Draymond's 
kind of initiating the offense half the time. They've also played him in Steph's place because Steph missed a third of the year last year with injuries next to Clay. And I mean, he to me, he's a pure combo guard. Yeah. Uh, but you really don't want him being your lead ball handler. Like I just don't, I just don't think he sees the game in a way that like point guards do. Honestly, like he yeah. he's he can make it, Miki can make an extra play, but his instinct is to score first and yes. foremost. And so I think you you want him in a situation where he gets to play off of someone and just kind of attack off the weak side. He is score first, but he's not Steph dynamic dame dynamic when he's right. on he's not at that level right at the same time his creating is not at that level um i think that's a part of his game that he's really going to have to uh hone in on to to really take that take that next leap uh we all know that he can score we all know that he can score a bunches we all know that he can do those things but uh, but he needs to develop other parts of his game outside of just being able to get downhill, scoop, or you know, hit tough middies and like hit tough threes and all those things. I want to end the Jordan Poole conversation with this. Do you? How much stock do you put in the the punch being a lingering factor? Like knowing how interpersonal dynamics work and all, like publicly. They've all said the right things. They've all said, you know, we moved on from it. Or, you know, it, it is what it is. We're professionals, that sort of things. But it's like just it's just hard to not watch it and be like, there's there's not that like level of connectedness that you saw the year prior. I don't know, for obvious reasons. <laughs> I mean, it's more of a trust thing. It's yeah. more of a trust thing for sure. Um, a, a lot of people like talk about the punch and they're like, oh, this is crazy. Da, da, da. It's not crazy that it happened. It's crazy that everybody in the world saw it. Right. Like, that's where it's like, okay, it's, and then people who don't really get it, they're going to blow it up. They're always going to talk about it. And that's always going to be a topic of discussion. And then you almost feel exposed, right? If you're Jordan, you, you feel exposed. You feel like the privacy of your team is now, is now out there. And you really don't – then there's there's like a trust factor as well that goes into it too. And But I'm not going to put that much into it um, in terms of the punch itself. But I think the – it wasn't the punch. I just think that the ripple effect that came from that is, is you know, what – is like what impacted him, especially early on. That, that's my theory too. The punch is like the manifestation – of this tension where like he's ready to take a bigger role, but the role's not there on this team. Uh, And then it leads to kind of the frenetic inconsistent play. And I don't know, this whole, this whole year felt like a team that wasn't aligned in its objectives. Like it wasn't a bunch of, a bunch of dudes thinking championship first. It was a bunch of young guys who wanted to play a bunch of veterans who wanted to still be the man uh, and and trying to balance all that. And then, you know, the punch was just kind of like, you know, shout out Draymond for always just like, you know, acting on what the metaphorical tension is, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, and like, when you come off a very successful season, mm-hmm. what's right for the team isn't necessarily what's going on in, in these players' heads personally. Some of these guys know that they need to take that next step in their in their career. But if you're coming back to a championship team, 
who's won multiple titles and all those things, they're not just going to let you come in and like, like increase your game, right? right? You can, but you better do that within your role. You don't want to get outside of that because if you get outside of that, you're bumping into someone else and now it causes chaos. Now it causes friction, right? Yeah. And, you know, that's – and you saw – I think this year you you saw a lot of that individual player wants to get to that next – get sure. to that next bump, you know, when the team just needed them to be a better version of what they were the, the previous year. But everybody has their own, own career, and they want to make sure that they're still cashing checks. End of the day, that's a NBA on them, you know, so. Yeah. So let's let's end the pool conversation. Do you think he's on the Warriors next year? Do I think he's on the Warriors? Um, well, what's his contract again? <laughs> Is it four uh, years, one twenty? Four years, yeah, one one twenty one twenty three. So yeah, four, four 30, thirty a year, basically. For someone who could who could be a number two, that's not a bad contract, in my opinion. No, it's not. Uh, it's, Especially it, it puts him at about at, the forty. It puts him about the fifty highest paid player in the NBA. Just like I was, I always like to think of it in that terms, where it's like, forget the number. It, it it's in context of the fact that Steph makes fifty five. You know, like that's yeah. what you got to think about it with. Yeah. So if 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 Steph makes fifty five, he's making what fifty five ish percent of that. I mean, yeah. So I I think it's a good contract. I don't think it's a bad one. I don't think he was overpaid. I think the potential of who he can be over the next three to four years are still high, are still very, very high. So I don't think they want to move him. I don't think they want to, but I think there are going to be some teams out there who throw some who throw some deals on the table that the Warriors are going to have to look twice at, honestly. Can they – but can they run it back with all – like, because – we're talking about how he wants a larger role and like forget wants, but like he he literally played better when he had a bigger role than a smaller role, which sounds, <laughs> right. ca- which sounds counterintuitive, right. but kind of speaks to your point. Like if you're allowed to be comfortable, you get, you get the more out of, of someone. Can they run it back with him coming off the bench next year? Because I think you, to run it back, I think you need Clay to take a, take a step back. Honestly. So, and I don't know if he's going to do that. I think Clay needs to take a, take a step back, honestly. That's kind of where I'm at with it, too. It's like um, if that's going to happen, it's actually feasible that, you know, he can play well and move forward uh, and, and kind of build off of what he did breaking out two years ago. Uh, and, and if you don't think that can happen and you maybe you don't want it to happen, then you kind of have to look at your options moving him. Uh, it's yeah. To me, it's really that simple. It's ironic, like – Everyone, everyone talks about the the Draymond thing, but Draymond's dirty work glue guy. Like he's gonna work with either of them. Like he's he's not looking for shots. You know, he's looking for right. guys who can make yeah. shots around him. Uh, exactly. It's really just kind of that. Um, which one of those guys is willing to kind of accept the the six man role? And you know, from there, I, I think that's all. Like figuring out those two will solve most of the problems going forward. Lightyear's podcast kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. 
Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoors adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection, insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they they told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. If you don't love them, you can also exchange for a new pair, return them, or you can return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Light Years Podcast always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving our best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code Light Years for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right, let's let's get to some draft stuff. So going to be honest, 95% of the emails, calls, or whatever we get on Lightyear say trade the pick. The general consensus is this team tried too hard to thread the needle with two timelines, young guys, old guys. Um, and you know, look, they lost the second round. So, and they didn't have depth. Clearly they didn't, you know, build upon winning a title. My question for you though, is more so like, is there someone they could actually draft at 19 if they hold the pick who could play for them next year? Because the issue in my opinion was Kuminga, everyone knows the potentials through the roof, but the reason he went number seven was, it's a multi-year project, right? He's 18, multi-year project. Patrick Baldwin Jr., um, phenomenal talent, huge upside. He fell to 28 for the exact same reason. James yeah. Wiseman, prior, same thing. It's not like they're the team who's drafting Keegan Murray, you know, like a plug-and-play type of guy. And part of me wonders if, you know, with the 19th pick, if they'll look at it differently and be like, can we get someone, not not necessarily a playoff player, but someone you can count on to give you 15 to 20 good regular season minutes in the NBA? I already have someone. Already oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. This. So I've been I've been looking at the Warriors pick for a while. So like when he even asked me, I was like, oh, I already know. <laughs> so yeah, so Moses Moody, right? Sure. Had him, he's had flashes, but Really, has he really been an impact? Like, no. So he was he was what a one year guy in college. Kuminga, yeah. Kuminga, what he was he played the ignite thirteen Wise, games. Wiseman, he played what two or two or three games at Memphis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you had uh, no, none of those guys, Uno. by the being long development like that. None of that's surprising given how much they played. Right, and then Patrick Baldwin Jr. He was injured when he was at Milwaukee. Shouldn't even gone there. One year guy. Um, I want them to go with someone who's been who's three four years, who's twenty two twenty three. I think they should get Trey Jackson Davis. Ooh, okay. Give me the uh, give so, me the scouting report because I'm gonna be honest. I thought you were gonna go Chris Murray. No, because um, that's no, been no. that's that's been like the that's a fun name, and obviously doesn't hurt that his brother you know can play. Listen, but listen, but, yeah, he's guys who produced 
mm-hmm. and are older in college translate very well to, to the league. That's one. Two. That's Draymond and Clay and yeah. Steph. <laughs> two. And Steph, right? And two, he is 6'9". He is incredibly athletic. You're talking about a rim protector, can guard multiple positions. Um, incredible passer. I believe he averaged like four or five assists. Um, one of the yeah. best passing big men in all of college last year. Um, rebounding machine. If you're talking about someone who you need to come in for Looney, um, like, like he'll be able to play right away. That's where I'm at with him. Um, and when it comes to when it comes to shooting, like that's just not his thing. But when you're talking about rim runner, mid post, quick finishing at the rim, over the rim, rim, I'm like, I'm like, like I am very, very high on this dude. Very, very high. And especially with the way the Warriors like to like to play. He can drop dimes and transition, top of the key, mid post, on the post, pretty much anywhere. Um, and he's a guy where, like, you don't really need him to score, but he's a dude who will end up with 12, 13, 14 points because he's so athletic. He'll get garbage points. He'll get lobs at the rim. Um, he actually get he gets head above the rim because the Warriors literally have never yes, had a he's player. An athlete. He's an athlete, but he's extremely smart, high IQ. Um, his dad played in the league for a long time with the Indiana Pacers. Wait, his dad's Dale Davis? One of the Davises. I know that much. He's one of the Davises. So the internet, the internet tells me Dale. So, so. he's got the so he so he's got the NBA pedigree as well, joining Steph Clay, NBA pedigrees, guys mm-hmm. who were in college for a long time. I mean, I like Trace Jackson Davis a lot for you guys, man. I'm not gonna lie. I just think it it just goes, it just flows so well. And you don't need to really run plays for him in order for him to produce at all on the offensive end. Seeing Jamichael Green have to come come in and soak up minutes for you guys, I felt really, really bad. And um I think Trace Jackson could have could have played last year, not even messed it up. Like he would have been very, very productive. Most of the mocks have him around 30. Right now, it's also yeah. really early. You think yeah. he's going to move up the board? I think – look, they're like, oh, he's old, so we're, we're going to drop him. I'm just saying just from a standpoint of if this is someone who you want to play on a team that you don't need to develop, he's ready to play right now. He's Chats, ready to play right now. Chat saying sounds like uh, Rashawn Holmes or Montrez Harrell. What do you say to those comps? Um, no, Rashawn Holmes is not as athletic. Um, okay. Think Montrez Harrell, much better passer, way better feel for the game, not raw at all. Um, yeah, I don't like that comp at all, actually. All right, give me your give me your comp for him because like look, comps are, hard. comps comps that's, are what they are. We all know like that's tough, man. Yeah. That's tough. Um, imagine you're really high on his passing, huh? I'm really high on his his passing is what sets him apart. Okay. Um, his passing is what sets him apart, and there's not a lot of good big men passers that are also really athletic. Right, you're either one no, or the other. It's true. It's like you're I mean, really athletic and raw, or you're really skilled and you can pass the ball and you know the game. 
he's a he's, he's a combination of both. And a part of that is because he's known the game for so long. He's been around the game for so long and he's played at you know such a high level in you know, first team all American. I mean, he was very, very good, very, very good last year. Um, he's been good, really good for like two years now where I'm always impressed with this game, but like, he's man, like he has like so many blocks just out of nowhere, like head at the rim armpit over the, like, and then he, yeah, three games possession. He'll find someone and just hit him. Like it's insane. It's insane. You're selling me. I'm not going to lie. Half the mocks have the Warriors taking his teammate. Uh, Jalen Hood, how do you pronounce his last name? Shavino. I don't think you need him. Like, you need someone who's going to help you guys win right now because mm-hmm. Steph is, what, 35? Yeah. You only have him for another two, three, two years? Like, playing at a high level? You you can't be operating on a, on a five-year plan. Correct. Right. So like, maybe, I, maybe he exceeds science, but you can't protect – you can't, like, operate like it happens. Right. So if you do go the route of, hey, Clay, have a talk with him, understand that he's not the old Clay. Like, hey, maybe we could bump you back and we could save you. We, we could – we can have you for another year on top of whatever you're supposed to do. And then you have Poole and then you have Curry – I just think that you need, like, you don't need someone like you don't need a big like Wiseman. You don't need that. Like, you need yes. someone who can play right away. And you, it's basically, imagine like Kevon Looney, who could really, really jump, but also really, really pass pre, pre hip injury Looney. That's everyone's. Like, that's it's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> just like he's a he's a really, really, really good player. And you need someone who, who could play right away. And that's kind of where, where I'm at with you guys. You need someone who, who could play right now. I was thinking about Leonard Miller, um, but I'm like, ugh, maybe in two years? Maybe Leonard, two years? Leonard Miller is my favorite. By the way, one of the mocks has um, – I'm looking at this right now. Mm. Uh, I want to say the Athletic has Leonard Miller to the words. I don't think he's going to last to 19. I just it, someone's gonna someone's gonna fall in love with the tools and be like, screw it, you know. Uh, yeah. you, you upside at number thirteen or something, you know, yeah. something like that. But like, yeah, I do think of the guys who are not top five, seven. He has the highest upside. Like it, I agree. It, I agree. But but I'm with you also on the. Um, I know I know Steve Kerr is gonna just send him to Santa Cruz for the next two years. So. <laughs> exactly there's not many guys who are going to be able to play right away who are going to be able to impact your team and give you something that you guys don't really have outside of andrew wiggins um you need need another athlete where because you guys just get bullied and they get to the these teams get to the rim create rim pressure continuously like that's how lebron closed the series out right yeah by just putting his head down and getting to to the rim because he didn't he didn't feel a threat like there yeah. was nobody at the rim to really discourage him. The Warriors, him. the Warriors have traditionally not had great rim protection, but they've had a lot of big wings who can stay in front of people. Yeah. Um. And, and this year, you know, it's like like Wiggins is that, but like it's a far cry from like the teams with like you know. 
Igudala and you know a healthier Clay and and Katie and like a bunch of guys like that. It's like a little thinner on that front. So I they need front court help, whether it's a whether it's like a traditional big or more of like a a wing in yeah. one way or another. I wanted yeah. to ask you this: you skipped over him. Give me the give me the reason why uh, you don't like Chris Murray for the Warriors, or maybe you do, but like um, I do walk like me him. through that one because he's gonna be. He's the he's the name you're gonna hear the most. Mo and like let's be honest, it's mostly because of Keegan Murray. But yeah. like, give me give me the case. Uh, I do like Chris Murray. Um, I don't like him for the Warriors, but I do like Chris Murray. Um, Why don't is, you like him for the Warriors? I just I just don't see, I just don't see the the need when I think Moody can get to another level. Coming in can get to another level. Wiggins is already there. Clay is there. I just think you don't need him right now. Um, and that's someone else who you're going to – like someone's going to be bumped. Like I think you got to right. trust trust your draft picks that you made a year and then two years ago, develop those guys and like make them actual pieces. But So I like Chris Murray. Um, he's a left-handed Keegan with – a little bit less testosterone. That's <laughs> like that. that's where I'm at. Um, he's not lower, as aggressive. Lower dog factor. Yeah, lower <laughs> dog factor. Um, less aggressive, um, but still very very skilled. Length can shoot the ball, can get to the rim, and you know finish. Nothing phases him. You know he's outside of that, like him and him and Keegan. It's the same thing. Just flip him. I, I was always confused. Like this is this is a sidebar. I was always confused why they didn't just play the two of them together more. Like you watch more Iowa than me. Yeah, I, I don't really understand why. Like why those two guys. Well, the way that the team was built, like you yeah. had, because remember it was Luca Garza, right? True. Yeah, national player of the year, and then you know you had, then uh, you had when they went small. Man, they were sick. They, it was Chris, Keegan, and they had um, 6'9 McCaffrey. They had three 6'9 wings as their three, four, and five. And when that group was humming, it was it was it was disgusting. It was nasty. But yeah, like Luca Garza, you couldn't just not play him extended minutes. I want to go over a couple names in the mock here. All right. Sure. From Michigan, your guy. Kobe. <laughs> Kobe Buffkin. Kobe Bufkin. Uh, he's, I would say, he's living. He's living in that Warriors draft range, like as high as fourteen, fifteen, as low as twenty-five. Going to hear his name in that range for a while. So, so talk me through him. So his first year at Michigan, um, basically unplayable. Basically unplayable. Um, Sounds like his first year in Golden State next year. <laughs> yeah, basically unplayable. Uh, what he did to. To work on his game, work on his body, just one year was insane. And it was an exhibition this year. And I'm we're about halfway through, halfway through through the game. And I text the chat, the I'm in this like NBA draft chat, and I go, Kobe Buffkin 2024 lottery. That's what I say. Right. Okay. Then he started just 
like he just he just stayed consistent, stayed consistent, and then a bunch of guys came to watch Bryce Sensabaugh play. Kobe outworked him, and then all of a sudden, boom, it was over. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Um, decent athlete, uh, good shooter. Um, he was young for his age last year. He should have been in high school last year, so he's really the age of most freshmen. Right now, um, this, this sounds like Jordan Poole. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're not. They're not the same. They're not the same. Outside of having similar skin tone and same, <laughs> like same number at Michigan, they're 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 very they're very op. They're no, they're not the same. Um, but you are going to get that because they do look alike if you squint. Um, but it's um. Uh, his work ethic is what got him to this point, which is nice. Um, but I just, you know, uh, that's so, someone else who you're going to put in Santa Cruz for one, one, two years. Gotcha. Gotcha. Just clarifying. He's- yeah. Anybody who I think you're, you're going to put in Santa Cruz, I just wrote off for y'all. What about, uh, what about Derek Lively? Duke. <laughs> okay, so uh, so I, okay, I, I love your hate. opinion. I love your opinion on Biggs because <laughs> I think you and Steve Kerr are aligned in what you actually like in Biggs. So I don't. Okay, <laughs> okay. So well, let me rephrase. Um, no, there is a tweet out there I I put out a few months ago, and I was like, "Can someone tell me one thing that Derek Lively does at an NBA level?" <laughs> and he does rim protect at an NBA level, but when it comes to putting the ball in the bucket or playing tough, that's I'm good. That's another Santa Cruz guy. <laughs> another okay. Santa Cruz guy. He's not going to be ready to play. I don't think he's big enough. I think he run protects pretty well, but outside of that, I don't know what else he does well um, for the NBA. I don't know how he was ranked number one coming out of 22. He know He knows the right people. That's how. Uh, <laughs> he made a call like uh, LeBron made that call for a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's see. Let's see any other names on again here. Jordan Hawkins, love Jordan Hawkins. He does scream Warriors player, but love it's just Jordan a player who's, who's going to sit behind. He, uh, he is cool and clay. He's rare. He's rare because you don't get the prospects anymore who sprint off of screens and are able to read screens and are able to get their feet right in their footwork. You don't really see that. And that's why I really like his game. And I like his athleticism too. Um, I think he is someone who could play right away possibly. Um, but I just don't think you need a, a guard. Honestly. No, that's I mean, my, my personal opinion is they just need to get someone who can actually play. Like, yeah. like at this point, it's just uh, even if it's a position of not need, like it, you got to you got to kind of, you know, it's like hitting a single. Get someone. It's always better to have more players than non-players. Yeah. Uh, is there anyone before we get out of here? I'll, I'll leave on this one because you, you made a strong sell on Trace Jackson or Trust Davis Jackson. Anyone else I should I should uh, dive into or take a look at? No. If if my thought is. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> do you have a um? Do you have a second round pick? Nah. 
They, they'll Holy probably – I mean, they could buy one. I don't know that they need to, but but oh, what, who, who are you going to mention? They've Look, they bought a second-round pick three of the last six drafts. They're always a wild card, too. So who, who are you thinking of? Well, I like Kobe Brown. Um, okay. I, I don't think he'll be good for the Warriors, though. But I like Kobe Brown because he is another skilled 6'8", 250 – 55, 45, 55% from the field, 45% from three, good free throw shooter. Um, assist turnover ratio, like two to one. He could really, he could really play. He is older, about 23. Um, but um Missouri. Yes, but he is a below the rim guy. Um, yes, he can dunk and he could finish hard and all that, but he's not someone who's gonna give you much rim protection and give you much of that. So you'll have another just like a meaty body, someone like Dre um, sure. within the lineup. But um, you need Pat Baldwin to turn into Mike, Michael Porter Jr. And just, My? I mean, Trace, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'm really sold on Trace Jackson Davis. He's going to go too low. People are going to be like, man, why didn't we get that kid in there? Uh, all, the, all the jams are going to be lying and be like, I was going to take him, but my owner – Wanted the upside <laughs> yeah. pick. Yeah, you gotta you, you gotta throw him <laughs> under the bus. Um, I'm really high on Trace. I'm really, really high on Trace. I think he has I think he's everything that uh that y'all need from uh from an offensive and defensive standpoint. I just think he fits so well and he'll play right away. That's like the biggest thing. Appreciate it, man. All right. Ant, you wanna plug anything before we get out of here? Um, I mean it's Ant Wright. You could go in there and then you'll see all the stuff I do. Um, it's a um, it's Ant Wright on everything. TikTok, YouTube, everything. It's Ant Wright. Um, I, I I usually try to get back to people who hit me up and ask me questions. So like ask ask away, hit me up, do whatever. I appreciate like you. That. Appreciate it. I like that. Twenty three and his dad being Dale Davis is intriguing. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little, I'm a little sold too. I appreciate you. I'll be checking out your draft content the rest of the way. We'll get out of here. For sure, for sure. I'll try to drop something on uh, Trace within the next week or so. Link me if you do. I got you.